I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. All right, here we are with, I'm going to nail it. (laughs) Here we go. This book is called Me Before You, and it was written by Jojo Moyes. Wow. (laughs) You guys, I... (laughs) Like, what have you called this book? You've called this book literally like 20 different names. <laughs> I I really want it to be like me after you or, or me, you, me without you. I'm pretty sure. Me without you. That's what I keep calling it. Yeah, Which so, so funny for some reason. arguably is a better title. <laughs> and also it's very pertinent to the story. Maybe it's a little bit of a giveaway. With yeah. some plot points is why she didn't go with that. Almost like a little Freudian slip or something. I don't know. I don't. I. Why, why was would this? It... Why was it called Me Before You? I mean, I know why, but like, it's just not a very good title. No, I agree. I was just to ask you, how much uh, ownership do you think, like, does the actual author have to name it? Or like, how often do you think does a like, you know, somebody come in like, oh, absolutely not. Like, you got to change that around. I, I need to do some research on this because I've been like on my soapbox about this book that I recently read, Lessons in Chemistry, that I love. And not only does it have one of the worst, not just like bad cover art, like it doesn't really tell you anything about the book or like give you the right idea about the book, but like it's just ugly. <laughs> and the like the title is kind of off putting in a way that like, makes it feel like a rom-com this one this book is interesting because i actually love the cover of it like the one with just the typography do you know what i'm talking Mm. about Mm. (laughs) describe it (laughs) like i don't know it's been like two months since i read this book i feel there's good there's like two versions i want to say and one of them i well there's three versions because there's one that's like kind of ugly and has like really basic art on it that makes it kind of look like a cheap i don't know throwaway book there's one that's really cute that has like really cute cursive type typography on it and then there's a third one that has the um like the the movie stuff on it which gotcha silly to be honest (laughs) I feel like I've, I had maybe like a red or orange one, and I'm scared to go check. I think it's gonna log me off here, so I'll just <laughs> I'll just check it out later. Anyway, you know, cover art matters. I love good cover art, but it can also sucker you in. Like I don't know, but I de- I want to look that up and see. <sighs> yeah, I I would be interested to know that, and also that the cover art, like, um, I, like I will say, Sarah J. Mass has a series i haven't even read it uh crescent city that mm-hmm. has insanely great cover art she just released um it was like this week like they updated covers and th- i mean it's like it's actually insanely good because like sometimes you know you'll see you're like yeah, okay whatever but uh-huh. every once in a while it's like breathtaking and that's how i feel about that one where i was like oh like okay but also she's a very successful like, right. fantasy seller so i'm like oh like they they build this out like the top like of course they got somebody that could do something like that well, as much as I'm kind of like a Court of Thorn and Roses hater, I am obsessed with that cover. I think it's so good. I love that cover. They have multiple ones. And also, Etsy always comes through with like the great, what do you call yeah. those? Like the, the dust jacket covers. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> I If I was I a, a book buyer, a, I'd be tempted to do that. There's a Court of Thorns and Roses coloring book. I listen (laughs) for some reason I knew that and I I remember thinking about do you remember what I got you for was it your birthday one year it's like the outlander coloring book no I'm like I wish I had that right this second like while I'm just talking I've definitely used it and I've like just therapeutically you know colored in Jamie's little red curls (laughs) but then the other day I don't know this was maybe six months ago I walked out and Lorelai was coloring the outlander coloring book Luckily, it's very G-rated. <laughs> you should say Lorelai is your five-year-old. 
Yes, my five-year-old. Four at the time, I'm sure, because it was last year. But oh my gosh, it like I was like, oh, no. whoops. <laughs> Hopefully, she was like a handhold scene. It was all good. I think I think that it was the when she's like stitching up his wound at the very beginning. I was just thinking, like, I'd love to see like Claire and what is her name, Jenny, like traipsing through the uh, <laughs> through the wilderness to find Jamie with engorged breasts. <laughs> like literally 24 hours postpartum if you're interested in more of this kind of chat we do have an outlander episode (laughs) and though we love it we trash talk it Mm -hmm. in the best ways but yes but me before you gosh did i not even know what i was getting into with this book at all had you seen the movie Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. You've, you've never seen the movie, or hadn't? No, I haven't, <gasps> and I've been waiting for us to talk about it before I even oh, watch it. Okay, because listen here, I I'm pretty sure I watched the movie maybe right around the time it came out. Okay. Um, I, I somehow I just I think this is maybe listed on like one of the popular like hoopla audiobooks, and I just had like a cleaning day, so I was like, mm, like I know it's going to happen. I'm just going to watch one one of the best adaptations. I feel two. The really? emotionality. Oh yeah, very, very similar. Like interesting. Al- almost every scene I felt like was like reflected in there, nice. which for a two-hour movie. Right. I went in. I went in this book knowing it was just going to be like, like a big cry fest at the end. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I I will say that the woman who plays. Um, the main character like is very well cast like her body type her face like everything mm-hmm. good and quirky mm-hmm. okay so we do a quick uh recap yeah of... what's this book about okay um lou is a 26 year old failure to launch top woman lives at home with her parents in a small little village has a um, boyfriend with a newfound running obsession and basically finds herself um, losing her job that she's worked at for six years where she is a um, like a barista I think barista yeah, she cashier in a coffee shop yeah and she while job hunting she kind of runs across this insanely good job that she really can't turn down um, basically because of the money where she is going to be a kind of a um aid to a quadriplegic um, man and she goes in with kind of some preconceived notions and he ends up not really being what she thought but instead being extremely headstrong very depressed and very very um cruel almost at times just very like nihilistic and jaded and just Definitely. not very happy and kind of wants to bring everybody else down at the same time. Right. And then maybe like a quarter way through the book, she gets a quest where she's going to try to solve a situation without giving too much away. And yeah, she just gets, becomes very connected to uh, Will Trainer. Yeah. I would say that this book was 75% darker than, <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. That said, it was so well written and really I love British authors I love British humor like there's something about that style of humor in writing that really works for me like I actually find it funny and super entertaining um there there are some books um I'm gonna look at you uh Taylor Jenkins Reid, who tried to do comedy sometimes or like quirkiness, and it just comes off so hokey and played. And the the main character in this book is a, like her whole thing is like she dresses really kooky. And granted, I think this book was written in yeah, it was published in two thousand twelve. So this is like before Manic Pixie Dream Girl was like a joke. I feel like. But she's totally a manic pixie dream girl. She wears like crazy tights and big polka dotted dresses and thrifts all her clothes. And but it 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 works for this. I mean, some of it's aged a little poorly, but like a lot of it really works. <laughs> there was I kept having two big thoughts throughout it. One is I kept being like, "How PC is this book?" Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's aged, <laughs> aged questionably, right? Like 
especially now where I feel like people like disability, like it's just so like advocacy for it is so prevalent online, especially. Yeah. And I also just kind of, that's another thought I had and it's flew right out the brain. Well, we'll have to talk about the very ending of like the PC thing and just our own thoughts in general about Mm -hmm. how this book ends, because I got, I got some thoughts for sure. Um, I but I would give this book four stars. I really enjoyed it. I immediately tried to read the sequel, and that was a bit of a lead balloon for me. But we'll get there later. Okay. Um, I think I would agree with you. Four, maybe even like four point two five. I really, mm-hmm. I re- went through the book. I think I had it done in like two days, and it was like a pretty long. It was maybe like what like fifteen hours. Uh, but yeah, whenever you're listening to it, and whenever I'm like cleaning or doing whatever, I just like you know wanted to keep right on listening. And you're right, the humor. Brits are the absolute best. I feel at like this like self deprecating, very mm-hmm. much. Like, my family, like, is a family of, like, people that will love you so dearly, but will eat you alive. Like, yeah. oh, you thought you you thought you thought <laughs> ate that? Yeah, right, sis. Like, well, let me humble you real quick. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and so, yeah, very, very relatable dynamic there. But, yeah, I, overall, great book. Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think triggers of, like, who would I not yeah. recommend this to? If, if we were going to, well, for, real quick, should you read it or should you listen to it? I loved listening to it. I thought the narration was really good, but I actually did download the Kindle version just because I was enjoying it so much. I wanted to like get through it a little quicker. And so I did it. I did both. And it, it's interesting how like you get a little, you definitely get like a different flavor based on who's narrating, but I really enjoyed the narration. It was well done. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I would say, I would say the audiobook's the way to go. Yeah. Um, but content warnings, there's some sexual assaults. There is um, like major disability um, struggle. I don't know how what, what the right words there are, but like deep, just mental health issues, physical health issues, and... I guess we'll leave it there. Was there wasn't a lot of language, was there? There it definitely dropped the F word a handful of times. Okay, a lot of times they're like a joking way. Yeah, right. Like you know, like so. But I mean, you know, still there. It touched on adultery for a split second. I mean, yeah, but nothing. The big thing really was just like if you're, if you are perhaps in a bad place, then. <laughs> This maybe would not be your book. I'm trying to think of like me like Lottie dying it into the movie theater thinking this is gonna be like a rom com. <laughs> I mean, there's comedic moments, but mm-hmm. if you're looking for a romance, exit out. Absolutely not. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so let's get into spoiler territory. Um I love the name Louisa, but it's one of those names that it sounds so much better with a British accent. Louisa to me, I Louise is a family name, <laughs> and I always just kind of like, oh. <laughs> no, yes, Lou, love Louisa. Lou. Louisa. My own child is Lulu. We, we refer to her that quite frequently, so I do have a, you know, a love towards that. But yeah, Louisa herself was. I really loved how just like flat out fun she was. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't always love like the super. I mean, you know, like just they tried real hard to make her special and different, and like I said, that so often is such a turnoff, like such a fail. But I I like Lou too. She was very um not pretentious about it. I think because we got like her like inner monologue, where like a lot of the times, like sometimes she was just like faking it to make it kind of thing, and like which felt like a bit more relatable versus like, or, like nothing gets me down, like you know that kind of thing. Right. Like, oh, like actually I am down, but I'm just gonna just keep on when I reckon. I I would actually say the most interesting part about this book to me was actually Louisa's nuclear family. And how the the author chose to write this family, because the level of codependency and toxicity, <laughs> I'm like, 
she is literally talking about all of this like it is the most normal thing on the planet to be in your mid-20s living with your parents living with your sister who you have lots of beef with who has a child and basically supporting the whole family on your like crap job i i I gotta be honest with you i did not even find it that far-fetched because i feel like whenever you are born in a um whenever you're born in poverty uh-huh. the majority of the time I feel families are like so united where it's like we are in this together and I think like like the whole failure to launch thing like you know the whole yeah. time you're out her and her sister her sister was the smart one she was the one that everybody thought was going to be somewhere and then she's like knocked up and it's like oh yeah. no she's not and so like I, she just never I don't know to me I guess what I'm saying is like she never one had confidence in herself but two they always clung together anyways and then once like you know everybody else lost their job it was like oh I don't know it just it felt more believable to me I guess than it was outlandish. it was very believable to me in the way that like people like her sister for example was like you can't quit this job because what are you gonna what are you gonna do like go work in the factory and or the what was it like chicken processing oh plant? yeah <laughs> I was like, okay, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> she tried. Actually, that's not that's actually a great point that poor old Louisa tried. She tried several she jobs. She tried everything. And if I was Louisa, I would also be a little bitter towards Trina, the worst nickname for Katrina ever. I'm like, get out of here. Um, I would also feel a little uh perturbed i would feel quite more than a little if i'm being frank (laughs) like if my whole life has to change because your life like you made a bad choice yeah that's true like a lifelong hmm. uh very true i also felt like even though there was a child character in this book she kept a very light hand which i really appreciated there wasn't like too much quirky child action he was just kind of like there um yeah i just there (sighs) I didn't understand, I will say that, like, with the mom, where it's like, the mom has to watch granddad. And I was just kind of like, honey, if your family is, like, at one point the dad loses his job, Trina's going off to school, and so she really is the only sole paycheck. I was like, mom, I'm sorry. Get to work. Granddad (laughs) might have to be on, like, for four hours a day. He might be able to put him in front of the TV, give him an apple or something or other. It's like, support your family. That's a choking hazard. (laughs) Look, he's not a child. The man couldn't even use the bathroom by himself. That's kind of how it seemed. But then I don't know. They kind of went back and forth of like maybe he's not as bumbling as they thought he was. I'm not sure. But yes, that's what I mean. Like at some point, she's literally the whole hog is just like resting on her shoulders, and it's a bit like poor, poor me. I loved the description of her mom. Of like never sitting down and like maybe she yeah. sit down for like ten <laughs> seconds. I I know so many women like that, and I just thought it was a really great characterization. While she um, was like literally cleaning up a storm, I am literally <laughs> laying on my bed with at least like twenty five pieces of clothes that need to put on a hanger. <laughs> I'm just laying here next to it. You know, some someday that those will be mm. back in your closet, but that's that's not for this time. Um, yeah, so eventually louisa like gets hooked up with this temp job being a companion she calls herself a helper at one point for will who was like a big time broker or something in the city and playboy and daredevil extraordinaire yeah (laughs) yeah so so what rich man about, about mr will trainer okay first of all let me tell you I'm skewed. Sam Claflin, Claflin played him. I yeah. have been obsessed with him since the moment I saw him eating a sugar cube as Finnick <laughs> O'Dare. So, number one, I'm biased. <laughs> number two, I it, it would I got I gotta really think about it because I will say the way they built this man up was it all of these wonderful super fun high adventure attributes and so whenever you're presented with this like 
I mean, really was like a shell of a man, and but yeah. ma- like the mainly because not even his disability. I mean, obviously it's a huge part, but like mainly because of like how he felt about it all, like the whole, like really just like so deeply, deeply depressed. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a lot to handle. It was, and like you said, she's got this wonderful, bubbly, quirky personality, which is really why she was hired. Because like, oh, we really want you to just kind of befriend him and then uh-huh. she goes in there and he's like mm, please shut the door i need to play systems of a down for a quick minute Seriously, <laughs> like blast the music what oh, my first thought is is no one crushing up a a some antidepressants and like putting it in his insurer I, i'm just like as far as i could <sighs> tell he wasn't on any kind of pharmaceutical and they don't mention him I mean, I can't imagine that Will would have consented to go to therapy. No, but no, no, no. Again, not how this man there's, was there's just this trope, right, where, like, these very messed up people do not seek help. And uh, so, like, the whole pact here that he's made with his mother is that he's attempted suicide in, like, a horrific way. I think he, like, drove his chair up and down like by a nail and slit his wrists basically i mean horrible and he's made a pact with her that he'll like wait six months and that at the end of six months if he's not happy or whatever he wants to go to dignitas which is a swiss-based like assisted suicide organization um which I believe is real. I, it uh, is real. I I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. Yeah, it's real. So, I as his mother, I think I'd be like, okay, yes, but you also have to do X, Y, and Z. Like you have to. Her, yeah, her accepting that bargain. I just, I guess part of it is. is I'm trying to think how realistic it'll be here because I'm like, okay, part of it is right he is a man like he can yeah. make his own choices so that's yeah. part of it but i would yeah definitely like it was just kind of like okay well in six months after you're just you know continuing on with this depression and you just don't leave the house and you know you don't do anything at all and you won't talk to people then you'll just uh-huh. you know die anyways or it was very much like no he's not going to change I, and, and she and she relied so heavily on an outside person to yeah. come in to solve it <laughs> Right? Like, that seems like a cr- kind of a crapshoot. Now, that said, I am glad that she recognized that she wasn't going to be able to do jack squat besides maybe drive him into an even earlier grave. <laughs> like, he seemed very uh, irritated by his parents. Maybe for good reason. And the sister. Remember the sister came in and I thought it was going to be like 11? It was literally Such like a, a no. How, how dare you do this, Will? I, I take no interest in your life, but how dare you? <laughs> I'm in Australia where I can literally spend no time with you. And as soon as I see you and I know you're about to die, Seriously. I'm going to come in here and complain. Very classic, like all of these privileged people. And to be honest with you, I mean, Will does come off as kind of a big old whiny baby, um, especially with the cruelty. Like he's so mean to Louisa. Right, unnecessarily. She's a really nice person, and she's like very I, beautiful. You know I, I mean? loved. Like, I really loved where you know after one of these days, she basically was like, "Look here, yeah. I am only here because my family cannot live without me, and I need this check, son. So make my time easier." Where I honestly was like, oh, "You go ahead, girl." Like he uh-huh. he needed to hear like a little bit of like the world doesn't just revolve around me. Like she's not here to make my personal life hell. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like it was a very, and, and you know, I mean, I guess it was impactful in the book too. It really like changed the, the trajectory of their relationship where he began to be like, you know, be a little more forgiven towards her. Yeah. So I, I actually thought there would be more romance in this book than there was. Like I liked the pacing of the, of the story I felt like it was maybe a little bit more realistic with who he who he was and where he was in his life um but I I wasn't expecting it to be so slight you know like it it really is not until the very end that they 
kind of succumb to their feelings for each other. I really did not dislike that though. I yeah, no, I I, I appreciated it. I think yeah, based on like all the stuff of like he he really has like made his mind up. Like he you know he's yes. like oh like I'm not changing my mind. And then she like really just as she begins to fall for him through all this stuff. Yeah, it was a very I mean, like, did it eat me up on the inside? Yes, but <laughs> but yeah, it really it really made sense to me, and it was you know you know it's not one of those like kind of books that you're just gonna read and like everything's just gonna all perfectly work out and everything in the right way. Like, it's not a romance. It's it's you know meant to be a, a nod to a bit more reality. Well, and that you really don't have any hope because the name of the freaking book is Me Before You. So I'm just like, well. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Did did you? Okay, so you knew like pretty much the whole time that how it was gonna gonna go. It had to be, yeah. It just had to be, and I was kind of pissed at the end that like what happens happens. Like I wasn't happy about that part. I really was like, I would like this book better if he just decided to like have a renewed faith or you know because like the whole book is really about her trying to change his mind and motivate him to change and she tries so hard and she tries everything and I guess what's at at some point when she's online and like looking at reddit and basically like chat boards and stuff trying to get ideas for how to help him from other quads and their caretakers she like strikes strikes up this friendship with another quad online and like he's there to answer her questions or whatever and i just knew that maybe it would be will like secretly (laughs) like maybe and i thought that might be like a cute little twist but you know it wasn't he's so i see to me it never even crossed my mind because like the type of person it and this is what one of the like pc things is that, that he was really so disgusted with himself and like yes. several times he mentions things about like you know like, like his just his inability to do anything like because he, oh, yeah. he only has like a teeny bit of control in his hands and then maybe mm-hmm. like his neck up and so like yeah. you know anytime hey, the just stuff that you you never really think about as like an able-bodied person when he talked about like and of course, I mean, she had to do so much research for this, but like whenever he talked about like how he wakes up in the morning and he just has to lay there until whoever it is that's his, you know, taking care of him at that point can come and like get him out of the bed. And I was like, I, you know, you just, I don't, you don't even think about the, I don't know, just the physical, like, you're know. just there. You're, like, it's just not something that is, like I said, able bodied, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was really hard. It was especially hard because like, she does eventually provide him with an amazing experience and like a life-changing experience and it's still not enough yeah I, I don't even know really if I say life, I don't even know if I say life changing life enhancing right you know she well, the, it just wasn't long enough though because like I know that he you know they keep it very grounded with like they're gonna go on this big giant trip and she's we should talk about all the little it. trips they did leading up to it because I thought right. like those are so fun. <laughs> I love the wedding the most. That was my favorite one. But like he he doesn't give it long enough. Six months was not long enough. And I Mm-mm. I wish yeah I guess it probably would have been worse if he's like uh oh, give me three more months. No, I'm definitely gonna die. Like <laughs> get even more attached to me, honey. Exactly. Um, but yes, I did love their little field trips. I, I just so you'll have to watch me before I just really say too much. But like they they do the um the derby one, and I every time it just <laughs> cracks me up. And, and it's also <laughs> such a great example of stuff that like you don't realize. I remember watching this. Um, actually, I've not seen them in years on my newsfeed. But like this one, this guy who was a he was a quad from like an accident, and he talked one time about like being in the handicap parking spot, and he like gave an example. He drives this like large truck that's like you know uh, he can fit in. I'm not saying it mm-hmm. right, but in other words, it's like accessible to him. 
And he shows like an example of like whenever he pulls up and like somebody's parked next to him, but like way over the curb and like yeah. way in his, and he's like, oh, I literally can't even open the door. And you know, it's just like stuff that like you don't realize. And so like, of course she's like hops right out at the derby uh-huh. <laughs> and it's mud. And he's like, well, I've got a several hundred pound chair. <laughs> How are we going to get there? Oh, I'm pretty just... sure that's when a swear word comes up is when she like takes like <laughs> cusses out the lady in the lounge or whatever that was actually like loses her mind over oh gosh and he's just like he says something one time too that made me just crack up so hard with it yeah i'm sorry i don't really want you to spoon feed me in front of this whole scenario anyways (laughs) get me out of here it's very true the pride the pride is for real and he hates horse racing I I loved when they went to the wedding. I thought that was a really like sweet, fun moment. I mainly I'm looking forward to watching the movie to see the aftermath of the wedding when they're both like kind of drunk and he, she's trying to get him ready for bed. Mm-hmm. I feel like that will have a potential for a lot of funny moments, but maybe they don't even show it. I don't know. I can't even remember. I I do remember her like jumping on his like wheelchair like that scene and they're just kind of like riding off. And you're just like, oh. Oh. I think, is that the scene where he says like that like iconic line where it's like, sometimes you're the only reason that makes you want to get up in the morning. Oh, and that's literally where I'm like beating my fist on the table like, oh, please. <laughs> Come on, Will. Yeah. I yes, I was I was rooting for them in the end, but I definitely I don't know. I just I I heard a wild cry. You you're definitely definitely hearing Darla. You're definitely (laughs) hearing the baby. Well, I was gonna say the big (sighs) before we get to the very end, the really big thing that like I kinda guess they were hinting around it, but I'm like, yeah, this book has a lot of like heavy things and there's a lot of darkness and then all of a sudden you realize that the whole reason Louisa kind of stymied is because she was sexually assaulted in a maze slash raped I maybe that, even like by multiple people I, that was a bit was a lot I that read a, a review lot. after the book that was like yeah that really didn't need to be in there and no. afterwards, I was like, you know what? It's not mentioned in the movie. I had no clue. Whenever they mentioned that part, I was not. It was one of those times I wasn't paying close, close attention. And then, like, I kind of caught the after, like, like, halfway through the conference. And I was like, what? So, I definitely did not hear the full thing. <laughs> and definitely felt a little, yeah. like, head scratching throughout. But, yeah, I felt like it would have been fine for them to just say, like, she's just... You know, she's just the average sister, or not average, average intelligent sister that just kind of born in a poor family and wasn't yeah. super ambitious. You could have just kept it at that. There, there are plenty of people <laughs> who just kind of like, I mean, I guess in my brain, it's not the same, but it totally is. Like you, for example, are from a really small town, and I'm sure you know a lot of people who stay put in that little small town. I am from a fairly small town and I know a lot of people that are still there and they kind of get trapped there. She might live in a very, you know, quaint British village with a castle in the middle of it, but it's still, you know, kind of a tourist trappy little town and people just don't go and do much, especially like none of her family had ever gone to college or anything like that. So yeah, I just... That seemed like a lot. And it also, in a way, it's almost like, okay, Louisa is damaged. She's got a lot going on in her own brain, whatever. (laughs) This is like maybe the only reason he could accept a relationship like the ones that she's accepting, which is one with her boyfriend who is is a pig. Like, honestly, there's some good things. Like, he tries a time or two. But I don't know. There's Patrick like one... is not Patrick is not the man for her. There, there's one like sex scene in there between the two of them, and I say sex scene, but it's not sexy at all. I mean, they're they're having sex, and it's more of like an explanation. It literally almost like she's just letting it happen to her. It's very uncomfortable, and in the same way, where I'm like, 
this is a little much for 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 this book i don't know like why are you still with this person anyway i don't like how it makes her so damaged like so damaged i i'm assuming the big reason why she did that is she the the author kind of writes the book to be like like a a contractual thing with like she is trying to get will to live yeah. and will is trying to teach her not even like her worth but rather like well i mean maybe it is her worth i guess it's like hey get out of here go do something with your life and like there's this that one scene in the book where she where she was raped or whatever happened uh-huh. you know some, something happened in the maze and she's in the maze with will like hanging yeah. on the outside i hated that scene so badly because one thing it really i felt like um emphasized the fact of kind of like how helpless he was in a lot of ways where it was like afterwards like you know like he wanted to be like this more comfort and presence but maybe even made a comment about like him kind of being like you know like he physically like there's only so much he could do even though he wanted to do more you know so i just was like oh my gosh like yeah just hard to read but i'm assuming that that was why she put that in there was to kind of give more context to she she really but, wanted you to have to pause on how, what you felt and maybe feel some discomfort around how you were feeling at the end so let let's jump to that how did you feel about the end i i will say that i was very disappointed i understood why she was so upset but when they have they have like this big romantic moment when they're on their vacation, but then they have this huge fight because he's basically like, I like, I have feelings for you, but I can't go on. And she's so hurt by it that she doesn't talk to him anymore. And that to me just was really sad on her part that she couldn't, that she kind of wasted those last couple of days um, in, with him by, like, icing, icing him out. <clears throat> I, so I felt, I felt quite conflicted about the whole yeah. thing, whole thing. Now, yeah. overall, I did not, I agree. Her, I really wanted her to suck it up the last, like, two weeks. Yes. Um, where I was just like, okay, I get it. But do you not think you're going to regret this? And obviously, right. towards the very end, like, you know, she kind of did, like, because yeah. she ended up going and supporting him. But I, the book kind of threw in, which I'm, I'm assuming like fake scenarios, but like uh, news stories or whatever, like this rugby player or very successful rugby player. I, maybe he turned quadriplegic or I don't remember something or that's going on anyways. And so he went through the Dignitas and had the assisted suicide. Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, like the different, different people were like, some people thought like, Oh, it's, it's a suicide. And like, it's a hellacious thing and you shouldn't support that. And like, everybody should, you know, do the best they can to live as long as possible. And other people were like, they're their own person. If that's their choice, like, you know, then let them do it. And so just this kind of big, like back and forth. But yeah, I just really was like, Louisa, you knew it was a possibility. And like, yes, she loves him. Uh But at the end of the day, it really was his (sighs) choice. It was like, you, it doesn't have to be about you. And though I get how horrible that would feel. Yes. He never led her on. No, you know what I mean. It's not like he was just sitting there, like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, stick around." It was, it was always the plan, and like, it, he never even spoke to her about it because he knew how how hard it would be for her, you know. Yeah. Oh, that scene! <laughs> that scene really did kill me of them, like, what, like snuggling and like looking at the like oh, opening the doors. And I was, oh gosh, I, yeah, I was crying so freaking bad graham <laughs> literally every time i get in like a personal moment in a book graham always walks by and is just like <laughs> what is your problem <laughs> graham the least emotional like oh, would never shed a tear like I, can't I don't know i actually got through through this book without crying i don't what know what kind of cold-hearted person are I, you <laughs> I don't know because I cry like all the time. So I didn't cry in this book. Um, Maybe because I just knew 
I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't. But not to say I wasn't sad. I was sad. I I do feel honestly, I I don't think it's okay that he was able to end his own life. Like I won't make a total judgment call across the board here, but I'm just like I just his mental state was not that healthy and it just hadn't been he hadn't tried enough in my opinion to try and get to that mentally healthy state i think yeah it it's it was definitely that was specifically written a little bit weird she definitely threw in like oh he she talked several times about like him but getting like a small fever is you know uh-huh. one of like the most was it the fever i think like well like one of the most horrific things and like basically he's always on yeah. the cusp of health Yes. And like yes. extreme, like near death. So, yes. like, she definitely throws in, I felt like, enough things to make it where I was like, okay, I can understand the loss of your, the majority of the things that bring you joy in your life. But you're right. He did. I mean, like, like, she does mention there's one part where he's talking about, like, all his friends initially are all like still, you know, coming to see him and trying to talk to him. And he just like shoves everybody away and just I- like, I couldn't help but think, but, like, at the end of the day, this man had an office job. Could could he not still have a career? Does it, did they mention that? I, they really don't. I, I, think, I mean, I'm sure. Feel like... I am positive that he had to step down because he needed a convalescence, right? But he was from a very wealthy family. Like, they could have found... He basically bought and sold companies or Mm -hmm. something and so it just seemed to me it was still something that over time he he could have taken that back is that a sign of the times you think the way she wrote it because i feel like you're right like it wouldn't really be that big of a deal at all now no because it's like you just need you just need the brain and the skill set right and you don't have to you you know you ain't gotta go shake somebody's hand and or whatever. Yes. I mean, you just need to be able to do your job. Again, I'm I'm sure that it wouldn't be always easy, but you definitely could do it. And also, most people, I feel like I don't even think that he had the type of relationship that he eventually finds with Louisa with his former girlfriend. No, like I feel like he would have loved and had a deeper love with Louisa than he had with that girl. So it's kind of like, okay, well, you could have had a wonderful relationship with a woman who deeply loved you. You could have had a career if, you know, or, or, or maybe tried something new and different that you would have never thought of before, or try to do philanthropy because you have tons of freaking money or, help Louisa through school, but actually be there to see her graduate or whatever it is. I don't know. I just, he, he really, I don't, the book, I, I feel like that. And this is one of those, again, like the PC things. It's very funny. Her, maybe it's not even funny. Ironic that I have seen twice now, two different male, like what I'm, you know, talking about, he's got the, muscular atrophy the really really little guy he's like yes, really, really small. I know exactly, I know exactly and, and he's and right he's married to his caregiver yes used to be caregiver obviously you know spouse and yes. whatever but like and it's it's that idea of like oh will doesn't feel like his life is worthy enough that louisa should like be with him like yeah. that he's like a lesser person yeah. And that he, you know, so it's like that goes back to the like, oh, like you're only half a person, or you know, you're you're only marginally as good as like an able-bodied person. Yeah. Where I feel like, if I was to be disabled, reading this, or had a very close relationship yes. with a very disabled person, you know, my reading experience with this book might be quite a bit different. Oh, it would have. I mean, been, especially if you were born with your with your disability, like right, yeah, and you said just your life, dwarfism or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, that's definitely like a huge thing. Where I, I, I don't know, I've just been going back and forth on like what, like yeah, like whether or not it was, it should that it, it's not not even just him, but like whether or not that should be a well an, an allowed thing. Let's, or like, let's not even mention. The fact that if the tables were turned and he was in the poverty-stricken family living in a 
box room with no windows and the caretaker was like a rich woman who's just looking for something to do on the side like that's also a totally different scenario but he lived next to a castle in like a a manse (laughs) with like a full-time professional nurse and uh, more like multiple rod he had to say he had multiple three or four different folks coming into his house <laughs> constantly yeah. just over his own personal care yeah no it's definitely i mean it i feel like it really raised some very thought-provoking questions which you can mm-hmm. maybe be you know black white or you know see a little gray, gray here and there yeah. but yeah, overall, I really did enjoy the book. The, the book oh, had like a, a ton of like crazy characters. We didn't even really talk about the boyfriend. I I love whenever she would just make so much fun of the boyfriend and like how <laughs> yeah. how like she missed whenever they used to like love. I don't remember she whatever she says, but like the two of them like going out to eat or like you know sharing like mm-hmm. a pint of ice cream. And now like he's like so obsessed with his <laughs> like health regime. Right? I gotta run my Ragnar or whatever you know. Like oh, okay. Go on, Patrick. <laughs> Run it with me, won't you, Lou? And she's literally like, what? <laughs> like, I, no. I Imagine. Had thought, I had the thought of, like, um, the Chris Pine glow up of, like, from chubby and, like, wonderful to, like, kind of muscular and now everything. Listen, <laughs> wait a minute. Do you know who plays him in the show? Who? Um, it is the dadgum guy that plays Neville Longbottom, oh. who grew up to be sexy as heck. You know yep. what I'm talking about. What is his yes, name? Matthew yes. Lewis, who yep. went from this like little dorky right, and grew into this insanely hot man. Uh-huh. They look when I tell you they spot on, spot on. I just Perfect. I died, you know. Yeah, I've gotta watch this movie. I want Jared would never watch this with me. I'll have to like watch it alone. Whenever I rented it, Graham was like literally like, What is this? Like, absolutely no. He really does not support support any of my dreams or any of my interests. Okay, I told you that I just I just bought tickets to see Charlie Poof with my cousins and I was like, I don't even want to mention this to Jared because the literal like, on the fly. absolute uh, he, I thought for sure he would just I don't know, ruthlessly make fun of me. But, you know, the teasing was very light. So, <laughs> I guess it I shows he cares. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can only say that Graham and I both, I was the other day, I was like, do we like do worse like the longer we're together have we always been this way <laughs> like i don't know oh just the savagery right we didn't did we we didn't even talk about her family we talked about her family no i mean how her family listen oh, i mean the- how her family treated her yeah the mom, i can't even like i can't stand when people are like i mean i i understood what her mom was saying of like this is just gonna haunt you forever and i totally believe that but she was in so deep that there was no going back like it would have been really horrible if she hadn't have gone and been with him yeah the mom was totally in the wrong but i'm talking to i'm talking about how the family like the names the family called louisa (gasps) on the fly (laughs) just like i I can't even i I texted you I was like, this man did not just call her. What did he call her? Like, like I can't, like a lazy fat A double S or something. I can't even remember. I, it. I, I had to look go. I had to go back and read, but <laughs> it was like, no, because like I'll tell you, like my family will like rib you, like literally. I have a memory of like singing a song and my mom being like, "Don't ever sing that song in public. <laughs> like this is not for you." Like you know, you know, was very very frank. But her family, and I think that's, like, British humor is definitely that, like, piss off, like, mm-hmm. you know, very just, but, like, but her family, the way they talked to her was so. It was the dad, specifically, who was just needlessly, like, really nasty and mean to her. Right, like, like, sir, wow. go get a job and let's not yes. talk to your child like this. I just don't know. Oh, but anyways, and, okay, side note. 
I am sorry to tell you, Sam Claflin is a very handsome man. This man looks weathered in 2023. This man. And Daisy Jones? Uh, yes, it's, and Daisy it's Jones. because he's way, he's too old. And oh, I love way him. Too old for that. And we're going to. I love him, no. but yeah, why, why is he cat? I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Why, but- We've got we've got Daisy Jones and the Six coming down the pike. We read mm-hmm. it, and he's also in that. We have like a lot of weird little parallels this season that we didn't even plan. Where it's right. like this person is in this book, and this book is about this part of Korea, and this book's about <laughs> the other part, and whatever. But yes, he's way too old to be Billy. But like specifically, I'm looking at this picture of him on Good Morning America, and he just looks awful send it to me right this second uh, i gotta know what you're talking about because well, i think he is an, a very very good looking man you mean in, in in this one in me before you no or do you mean nowadays okay. just looking at how handsome well, he was see. in like 2014 i mean granted that was 10 years ago you know he just he well, looks like an what? older british man right here <laughs> He's got I a think... cardigan on. <laughs> He's got his little beard grown out. <laughs> He's got his little his little lines. He just... It's actually killing me because he looks I... regular. I guess one of us. You know, just one oh. of one of the older. Uh... <laughs> I remember reading the interview, like how he said he had to train so, like, because he's just like a regular sized person, right? And like how he had to train so hard to get like to be this like super muscular. You know, some people just like comes to him and then he just said it, oh, it wasn't for him. No, he normally he looks like <laughs> anyway. a cute like poet man. He's so handsome, <laughs> but yeah, he's got some crow's feet happening. But I that picture specifically, uh, I I just think that what am i what am i searching for the fake teeth the <laughs> veneers veneers are really a curse upon this earth there are so many people that have veneers that they just look like jacked up i don't know that's all i can see in that picture is just like rugged weird face but then like these perfect chiclet teeth i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking up gifts up <laughs> that that's him in the movie It'll what always I just be you. 2014 in my heart, Sam. Just know that. We're here for you. Beautiful man. Love okay. It. Well, I think oh. that I think that ends our review of me before you. If you're looking for kind of I liked it because it made me feel I think it's like if you like lifetime movies, but you don't like <laughs> lifetime. You know what I mean? <laughs> You want a better pro- you want a better production, but you, you want the is, lifetime yeah. quality of like right. This is predictability. the voice of the dramatic romance with a little I don't know humor in there. But I the, don't I don't like the saccharine, the sap, and the the cheese. And it was just nice to read a good book. It was just a good book. Well the show too super similar i mean like i feel like yeah very very interchangeable i love when that happens i feel like it's so rare i'm gonna watch it and then i'll review it on our instagram and we'll see we'll see oh my gosh i'm looking at this picture from he's so like buffed and tanned his, and... his shoulders specifically is that what you're looking at because every yeah. time i see that i'm like how is this like the i don't even know <laughs> what you call that yeah, like like that specific <laughs> neck muscle. I'm like, what the? <laughs> oh man, just funny. Okay, well, Anyways. we'll take our drooling elsewhere. <laughs> All right, see ya. Bye.